Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk Point, publisher and editor-in-chief. News Statistics Canada data collected in recent weeks from nearly 700 local businesses and released Wednesday by the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade in partnership with the Canadian Chamber of Commerce points to a troubling outlook by business owners in the Greater Vancouver area. More than one-third now indicate that their businesses are worse off than they were in 2019 before the pandemic, of course. And their forecasts in many cases over the next three months are very dire. Labor shortages, inflationary pressure from rising input costs, indebtedness, supply chain disruptions, and expected declines in profit abound. To discuss these findings, the first in a series of quarterly releases from the Statistics Canada Business Data Lab, I'm joined by Board of Trade CEO and President Bridget Anderson. Good to see you, thanks for joining us. Nice to see. What are the main takeaways from this? Because this is really pretty spectacular research, but what are your main takeaways? You know, this is pretty alarming, Kirk. And if you think back over the last couple of years, businesses have been in crisis mode. They have been dealing with, uh, at the very beginning of the pandemic, you know, shutdowns and impacts to their staff, to sales, to trying to get products uh, back, trying to start up again. And when you're coming out of a crisis, and hopefully the pandemic is easing now, we're starting to come out of that crisis time, it should be a time where there is some recovery and some stability and feeling like, you know, things are going back up again. But what this data tells us is, in fact, businesses are feeling more anxious, stressed and worried than ever before, even before the pandemic. So, So, you know, what this says to me is that that I'm actually more concerned about the next two years than I have been about the last two years. And that is an alarming thing to say. Yeah. Isn't it curious, too, though, that a lot of our economic indices actually don't point out this problem? We appear in British Columbia, for instance, to be doing better than the country. The country seems to be doing better than the rest of the world in some cases. What do you think is really going on? That has got to be the most uh, complex question to answer. So how much do we have? You know, British Columbia has been doing well, but new inflation numbers just out show BC is now actually doing the worst in the country. And inflation overall is at a 40-year high. So there's a number of factors that are going into this anxiety that businesses are feeling, for sure. You know, the the cost of everything has gone up, everything from gasoline and food and other input costs. But labor challenges are critical for almost every employer in every business in every sector right now. And so what does that mean? It means it costs more to hire people. Trying to retain uh, employees is very, very difficult. And even that is a complex situation here in Vancouver because housing is so directly tied to that. Uh, the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade did a survey back in April And one of the findings we have is that 82% of respondents said that housing is having a major impact in their ability to attract and retain talent. So when you look at input costs, you look at inflation, supply chain issues, and those go back prior to even the flooding, the pandemic, which are still a really significant concern. And then we've got uh, inflation. You know, it is just such a complex situation for businesses to navigate right now. And this is starting to come out in the data. Yeah, it's um, the data are really troubling. Uh, and yet there is also uh, underlying all of this um, a longstanding concern about, well, first of all, about affordability of the region. But secondly, around tax competitiveness. 
and all of this. And one of the messages I'm hearing from the board is that, look, if government is thinking that this then becomes an opportunity a little later on here to impose some taxes in order to raise revenue because revenue may be down uh, out, of, out of corporations and out of incomes in the next little while, this is just not the time to think about it. Businesses never want to see more taxes and more regulations. So let's just say that first off, but we would say that even more now than ever. And so we have been saying this through the pandemic, but this data clearly shows businesses just can't take any more. And we look at some of the cumulative taxes that businesses are facing. We've talked about the employer health tax before. Uh, we now know with these additional six days, it could cost employers up to a billion dollars additionally. And we know that there are areas where the government can make a difference. WorkSafe BC, it is overfunded, and many other provinces have returned those funds to uh, into businesses. And so in WorkSafe BC, this is something that we're calling on the government that could be a measure. We're talking about nearly $3 billion. And for the smallest of businesses, this could make a difference of $6,000, which is considerable. And that goes up as the businesses get larger. And, and then we look at, you know, other kinds of regulatory measures which cost businesses money. And so our message to the government, to the, to the federal government, to the B.C. government as they're putting together the budgets for the next year is do not add any more cost to businesses right now. Businesses are saying that they are very concerned that they may have to close down their business or they may have to lay off employees because they simply cannot handle any more costs. Yeah, the one thing that businesses have had access to the way that consumers have has been essentially cheaper money to borrow. And yet the study finds that really more than pretty well a third of them are saying, I can't take any more debt on. And there are other ones that are saying, I, I may not be able to take any more debt on without collapse. You know, is it apparent now that this era of, of nearly free money um, has, has in a way shaped the business model that now we have to reconsider. Well, businesses are like individuals and, and they operate their budgets in many ways that individuals operate their own household budgets. And the cost of money, uh, borrowing money right now, as you mentioned, has just gone up considerably. So if you're at a place where you have taken on more costs as a business and maybe you've taken on some additional debt to invest in your business uh, where you saw their opportunities to do so during the pandemic, for example, digital transformation, then you look at, you know, with all of these rising costs, how are you going to navigate the next uh, 6, 12, 24 months? There's just not the ability to do that when it costs so much more to borrow. And so this is a significant issue that governments need to understand that the business environment has changed dramatically. The data is showing that. And if we do not take action to mitigate some of these extra costs for businesses and to give some relief in in, in many different ways, simply businesses are going to fold and they're not going to be here. And then they don't come back either. I mean, look, you and I, we lived through inflation, high inflation back in the 80s. I hate to say that, but we did. But a lot of the younger business owners, those entrepreneurs, haven't lived through this. And so this is a really alarming time. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that I think is very alarming in this study was the uh, the notion that again business models were wrapped around the idea that they could get the goods that they needed the supply of, of materials when they needed in a predictable way that it then shaped again their business model their efficiencies their productivity 
boy, you know, the numbers on this one actually were, were a little alarming to me. And I've watched people lose their confidence in supply chains before. But this is here. It looks like this is almost a, a permanent uh, skepticism about the ability of supply chains to, to kind of furnish the businesses. There has been a sea change uh, around supply chain issues that I think uh, are just going to take a very long time to unroll. And so it's not just the delivery delays, which most businesses and individuals have been dealing with, but it's also being able to get some of those products onto the ships to get here. And those, and partly because of that is because of increased costs, because of labor challenges that are being dealt with across the globe. And, you know, just even trying to get some of the materials. And, and so this is a problem that is going to take a long time to, to, to kind of unwind, if you will. And I think, you know, having 82% of respondents say they expect it to continue for the next quarter and maybe even beyond um, shows that it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, the survey didn't really touch too much, if at all, really around the issue of uh, public finances. But I, I, but I need to get your comment on this because I, I, you, you certainly get the sense that governments that have spent very, in some cases quite shrewdly, but no question quite lavishly during the pandemic in order to sustain individuals and businesses, um, haven't really decided to ease up at the moment. They still have a great deal of plans of federal finance minister outlining a multi-billion dollar plan on recovery recently, among others, and there'll be other ones to come. Um, does, does the deficit and debt issue um, layer on something that now makes uh, our wiggle room in the event of something, um, you know, a return of a pandemic uh, in, in large amounts, anything else that might happen, even, you know, another, another weather uh, episode like we had two of them last year. Does it make the wiggle room now in our, in our regional economy rather, rather negligible? Uh, I'm not any economist, but, you know, I, as the Board of Trade has been concerned about uh, how much has been borrowed and just what that wiggle room is, um, yes, that continues to be a concern because we know that with the, the cost of borrowing, inflation, and, and all of those other factors that go in, yeah, this is a really big issue. I know that a lot of experts say there's still a pretty good ratio, GDP to debt ratio, but we all have to pay for this somehow. And we know that the only way to pay for this is coming out of businesses and, and individuals. And at a time where all of this data that we've just been talking about, showing that businesses are getting squeezed more and more, there's just not the ability to increase that revenue to hand those things back, those taxes and things back to government. So it does, it's a full circle. Perk. And, you know, this is something that governments need to hear businesses about. You know, businesses are always saying we can't take more taxes, we can't take more regulations. But I think we have clear data showing you just the impact on businesses right now. And this is a message that the government really needs to understand well, that businesses are individuals, they're families, there's jobs. And this is exactly what we were afraid of coming out of the pandemic. And I'm very sad to see some of these data points coming true. Yeah, I want to end by, by looping back to what we talked about initially, which was the, the strangeness in all of this, considering the other statistics that appear to be around, which suggests that actually British Columbia isn't in the worst spot anyway um, in all of this. But what I wonder about, and I'll get your uh, thoughts on this, is, is if the underlying uh, factors were in place 
for business, if they felt that there was tax competitiveness, if they felt that governments had a growth strategy for the economy. I wonder whether these results that are out today would be nearly as negative, whether some of that anxiety might have been cleared up a bit and where there, there would be kind of a sense around business that, okay, we've got our challenges, but we think we can face them because we've got the fundamentals in place. Do you, you know, long-winded way of asking a decent question, which is, you know, is that the real issue here? Is that business doesn't particularly trust our governments right now to put the, you know, the, the right pieces in place to help them grow. I'm going to give you a bit of a long-winded answer. I think um, there's a couple of factors um, here that are impacting businesses. They know that or they feel that a recession is coming. I think we all know or feel that. And whether we're talking ourselves into it or it's actually happening, it, it, it does seem to be on the horizon. And when I say that, that is a recession that doesn't just impact our region. It is much broader than that, which brings me to my next point about being uh, competitive in a global market. Now more than ever, we are competing for talent, we are competing for business, and it is not just our region anymore or, or even our province or our country. And so we need to understand what it means to be competitive on a global stage. And that is not only being competitive for talent, where people can work anywhere around the world with better tax advantages, but also businesses can be set up anywhere around the world and have better tax advantages. So this is something that I think is such an enormous change in our economy that is just really accelerating through the pandemic that... Yes. Uh, to give you, uh, I guess, the short answer is that if there were better fundamentals in place, I think businesses would be feeling more optimistic. But because the fundamentals are, are rocky right now and because of the other global factors, I think it is all just really come together at a time um, where there's so many other factors at play, like inflation, the highest in 40 years, that businesses are just feeling so stressed right now and wondering how to navigate these next couple of years. Yeah, but looking for uh, leadership to take them out of the wilderness on this one. And that, that appears to be the next challenge, right? Yeah, and this is where governments at all levels have an opportunity to think about relief. And relief for businesses means relief for families. And so to really understand that, and I gave the example of WorkSafeBC, but there's other kinds of tax incentives that could be done, removing PST on software and some other um, things that help companies with their digital transformation, or looking at ways to incentivize um, hiring people, those, those kinds of things that really give business optimism to be able to continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, when, when even Joe Biden is taking a look at a tax holiday on gasoline for three or four months, um, you know things are beginning to hit pretty hard all over the place. Yeah, it does seem a little bit like the 1980s, doesn't it, Kirk? Uh, yeah, except, you know, my hair is grayer. A lot. Uh, and, yeah, I, maybe I'm not wearing huge shoulder pads and blue eyeshadow. <laughs> I, I, I kind of look forward to getting back to that look eventually. We'll, we'll get there. Um, you lead the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I still have some ties in my closet somewhere. Um, Bridget, always good to see you. Thanks a lot for your help today. Thanks, Kirk. Bridget Anderson is the CEO and President of the Greater Vancouver Board of Trade. I'm Kirk Point, Publisher and Editor-in-Chief at Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for watching.